Richard. Welcome to Gearheads, the podcast where we talk about every single Richard Gear movie he has ever made. I am Sarah. I am Elise. And we're your co-hosts. Yeah, we are. And we're having a great day. And this week there's no caveat because we often say every single movie that Richard Gear made except for the ones we can't find on the mm-hmm. internet like looking for Mr. Goodbar, but guess what we found on the internet? Elise found it. We, and it was in great quality. It was somebody, some little sweet angel Angel out there uploaded a really good quality to vimeo it was great and we watched it on your tv and we ate pizza and it was so nice it was great and i feel like we can watch them together and it doesn't compromise yeah and i still we just like let each other make the same jokes we made yeah i'm not gonna call you out on it (laughs) but sometimes we don't make jokes out loud and we save them for the pod (laughs) i'm really excited to talk about this movie but first i want to give you a gift what on the pod why is it because it's my half birthday <laughs> actually uh, sure <laughs> what is this oh my gosh i'm nervous it seems to be a t-shirt of some sort i'm unrolling it i'm unrolling it <laughs> where did you get this what is oh it oh my gosh <laughs> it says the Richard Gear Museum, and it is a photo of him, and there's a little gerbil off to the side, and it says Chicago, Illinois. And we saw this. Uh, where did I see? It was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she just <laughs> she took off her sweatshirt, and she's wearing one too. With I went and got McDonald's, not wearing this, wearing a different shirt. But then I came home. You're like, I'm downstairs. I'm like, ah! and like, I was like stripping. It off. I was wondering why you're wearing a sweatshirt. It's yeah, in August. Mm-hmm. Oh. My That's gosh. why I was hiding it. Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we first saw this on Instagram. On Instagram. On Robin. Oh, it was Robin Pecknell. Yeah. My go-to source for all things Richard. <laughs> he posted about it. Um, I found it's actually an inside joke on another podcast called Come Town. Oh, my goodness. And we can bleep that out. <laughs> um, and I've heard of that podcast before. I have no idea why... It's a joke on there and like why they decided to make these, but it doesn't say the podcast anywhere on there. It so. does it. Oh my gosh, Sarah. <laughs> thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to wear this all the time. <laughs> it's pretty comfy. Like Yeah, it's, it's good, like soft. It's t-shirt. like it's yeah. The the color, I wish it was like not this color. Like this like cream. Kind of like a creamy off white. Oh yeah. I, I like it. But anyway, so we have Richard Gear on our near our hearts. Well actually to the to the right side our, of our hearts. Yes. <laughs> Our first Richard Gear merch from another podcast. <laughs> yes. It's so perfect. I'm putting it next to me on the couch as though he's sitting here. Wait, let me take a photo of you. <laughs> I was so excited. I actually, I got it like a month ago, but then between, um, all right, ready? One, two, three. Perfect. <laughs> between like Emma, I wanted to give it to you on the podcast and then Emma recorded and then I was gone. So it's been a while. And then I was like, oh, today. <laughs> So. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wow. I don't have You're a welcome. single gift for you. Well, it's okay. It's not my half birthday because it's already passed. So. Yeah, your half birthday. <laughs> I missed it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, so yeah, so um, that's exciting. It's so exciting. <laughs> wow. I'm speechless. And it's uh, a good place to be for a podcast. He looks speechless. a little older here than he was in 1977 when yes. Mr. Goodbar came Looking out. Looking for Mr. Goodbar, which is really his first, like, I don't think it's the first time he was ever in a movie, but it's definitely his first, like, actual role in yeah. a movie. Where he's, like, and it was prominent. Like, character like, in several scenes. Yeah. He he played, like, a very a pivotal role yeah. in it. Um, Babyface. This movie... So young. It stars um, Diane Keaton. And for the first, like, 20, 30 minutes, it's just her. And the whole, I was like, wow, this is a really great movie. I forgot Kept we were watching yeah. um, a movie, like, a Richard Gere movie. Yeah, same. Um you listening to a voicemail right now? <laughs> Sorry, I just got a weird call and then left a voicemail. <laughs> I just want to see who it was, <laughs> if it was spam or if it was a job. It's a job, so that's great. Oh, um, do you need to pause? And- no, 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 I'll okay. just do that later. Um, yeah, Diane Keaton stars in this movie. This is the best. She's in, she's so good in this. Like She's a good this is actress. The best she's I've ever beautiful. seen her in Because the thing is, 
Diane Keaton, the same year this movie came out was when Annie Hall came out. And she won an Oscar for Annie Hall. And I read a lot of things that were like, but they think she also, like this movie played a part in her winning the Oscar for Annie Hall because she is such, like two such different characters. Like she's mm. just so good in this. And I've never really seen her do anything that's not a variation on Annie Hall. Mm. And I really like Annie Hall, but sometimes, and I like Diane Keaton, but sometimes that version of her kind of wears thin and I get annoyed with her in movies. And this is like the first time I've ever seen a movie with her where I didn't get annoyed. I mean, yeah. She makes bad choices sometimes, but like she's not. I don't know. She was just like so like very pleasant to watch. Yeah, she was yeah. really good, and it made me be like, she should do more dramatic stuff because mm-hmm. she was freaking great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. don't you feel like she's like I just watched First Wives Club. My sister was in town last week, and we watched that, which is a very good movie to watch with your sisters. If <laughs> if any of you have a sisters, <laughs> you got a sister. Try watching fwc um <laughs> and she just again like she's really likable and fun but also it's kind of like oh my gosh diane we get it sometimes and yeah I, this was the most different I've, did you ever see that movie with her and mandy moore <laughs> oh so, uh what was it what's it called that's the least it's like my way or the highway or like something. it's like that's the least i've ever liked diane keaton i yeah. could not handle her in that movie but she's great in general i think she's extremely her fast sense of fashion makes me want to die in a good way i love it so much i think she's great yeah anyways um so do you just want to get into the the i said so because i said so yeah that's right okay yeah let's let's just start um it's the longest (laughs) so the opening sequence is just photos from the film black and white photos from the film basically like for a long time the bar scene (laughs) we we were just watching it and like i was making the loudest pizza chewing sounds like (laughs) during that um with like a a montage of um various like disco yeah it's like a lot of donna summers that stuff yeah um but we meet diane keaton whose name is Teresa, and she is a student um to be a teacher. To be a teacher Study. that teaches um, uh, children who are deaf. And her professor, but what? her professor was like an English professor or something. Like he, Ooh, Yeah, but I, so I think she was just in college. Yeah. Like she was finishing up college. And yeah. She was a TA for this absolute Ugh. dickweed. And she's having fantasies about him and they have like a sexual relationship kind of. She's wearing the best plaid She's dress. wearing the best. So they're having like this like, there's like very sexual scenes and Elise is just like like lusting after the dress like talking about the dress <laughs> during all these things it has a zipper <laughs> it's so cute i learned i think i already knew this but i learned again yesterday while we watched this that diane keaton 1970s is like the pinnacle of what i want my fashion sense of style to be well it's and perfect you achieve it like everything that she's wearing i was like i feel like at least either owns that or like something very similar to it like you you flatter me you, <laughs> you perpetuate that vibe so good job there thank you so much we just has great fashion um so i'm lounging in sweatshorts and, and a richard, richard shirt. <laughs> great i got and my hair is just like a mess um so she's yes her professor is married has a family it was hard at first to tell whether or not they're actually sleeping together because throughout the movie she has these like fantasies and like I they tricked me. And you every can't time. tell for a while <laughs> except for the ice skating one. There's one where she's like ice <laughs> yeah. skating beautifully and wins a medal, and he's like there to congratulate her. That one I knew it wasn't real, but the rest of them I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there was like even one like later where like police come into her house and it's like it just took yeah. it. It wasn't ever clear until too far in that, like, it was a fantasy. Yeah. Um, but they are having sex together. Um, <laughs> Not separately. Together. <laughs> together. And also in this, um, like, as we're learning all this, um, there's cutaways to um, her having scoliosis in the past and, like, having a really intense operation and then having to, like, lay for, like, a year and a half. And her father was just, like, really mean to her during this time. And, like, it was those like cutaway scenes were very terrifying yeah it was really traumatic and she has this big scar on her back that she's really self-conscious about she has a lot of various sexual encounters in this movie and every time the guys go for the scar and she's always just like don't like she's really stop she does not like this scoliosis scar and she's told like that she has it from polio like she got scoliosis because she had polio as a kid that's what they say in the beginning but i think later on that turns out to not be true yeah um, so we learn that she lives with her parents mm-hmm. and her sisters, maybe mm-hmm. just one of them. Cause one of her sisters is like gallivanting mm-hmm. around all the time. Um, 
And like her, at one point, her like when we first meet her older sister, who's played by Tuesday Weld, I think her last mm. name is, who, by the way, was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, which she's really good, but that's confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> she was fine. Yeah, she was fine. She um, wasn't in it much. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like Richard Gere should have been nominated for that? <laughs> no, probably not. But <laughs> I feel like he should have been in for some other movies. Sure. Poor guy. Yeah. Never has been. Should have gotten something. <laughs> um... But so her older sister is like pregnant and she's going to go get an abortion. And she just calls repeatedly calls Diane Keaton, her rock of Gibraltar. And so you kind of get the sense like she's got this older sister who's like, I'm the wild, hot mm-hmm. blonde older sister. And you're the steady rock. And then she has a younger sister who just is like married and just keeps turning yeah. out kids. And so she kind of like doesn't have necessarily a, like a, a solid place in the world. I feel like when this movie starts, she doesn't mm-hmm. totally know who she is or what she wants. She's, she lives and with she's her like parents. in that age she's where she's student. like leaving school too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. I do want to point out though, one of the times that she's having sex with her professor, it was to music that sounded <laughs> like it was from an ice cream truck. It really did. It was pretty awful. <laughs> uh, so it's Christmas time, right? Yeah. And she goes to give her professor a gift. And Ugh, he's like, he's awful. He's like, no, like, I don't want anything to, like, it just, yeah, like. They basically break up, right? Yeah. Or is that later? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, And then it's New Year's Eve, and they call it the Decade of the Danes? Or no, is Dames. that? Yeah. Because, so, this takes place, I mean, it was, it came out in 77. And, yeah, there's just a lot of talk about, like, you know, the new, like, liberated woman and free love and all this stuff. And so, you just get, like, that like happened bra in the burnings six- and abortions. Yeah, that and- happened in the 60s. Now, it's, like, fully, like happening in the talking, 70s they and talked about in society yeah there's a lot of talk about that and they call it the decade of the days yeah. which i like <laughs> oh no sorry they don't break up they yet break up she yet. calls home she calls him at home and he gets really mad on new but year's eve because he... her sister got married and she's yeah. like me i'm kind of sad and yeah. calls her boyfriend at his house and he's like don't ever call like this is you're dumb um and then um but he still is like wanting to meet up with her around town. Yeah, they still and have so, like, like rendezvous. She's like, Ugh. they go, and, yeah, <laughs> they meet up and like do it in his car. And then they're driving around, and she's just like trying to talk, and he's being a jerk. And she's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "Nothing's wrong. I just can't stand a woman's company right after I've effed her." Yeah, and it's like, okay, and that's and then she runs like she gets out of the car. Every um, single man in this movie is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> this I I can't wait to talk about this at the end because like yeah it's just AMAB like yeah. all men are <laughs> bastards like um she tries so she runs out of the car from him she tries goes to get on a train she's confronted with a nun she doesn't oh, yeah. get on the train so it's just like kind of all setting up like she doesn't really know who she is what she wants yeah. like. So yeah. then it's summertime. They don't, we don't. She has a fantasy about getting hit by a bus. Oh, that's right. That <laughs> tricked me too. Yeah. And like, she's in the hospital and he's like, you're hot. Yeah. The nurse is like kissing her boob. <laughs> um, that's when I started to realize it wasn't real. Maybe it was a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's summer. We don't see her graduate, but she is graduated. She's cleaning up her professor boyfriend's office for the summer. And that's when they break up. Also, mm-hmm. somebody says something about somebody named oh. rhoda and i was like kids people don't name their kids rhoda anymore man are, was there a famous rhoda well rhoda from mary tyler moore mm. show her best rhoda. friend's name was rhoda that's a cool name <laughs> well you should name your kid rhoda <laughs> rhoda um <laughs> she goes to visit her sister and her sister is so her sister has decided to marry that guy she was kind of like bouncing between chicago and or new york yeah um which, by the way, we don't know which one of those cities this takes <laughs> I place I feel like in. it was Chicago. But I, I read it was filmed in Chicago, but purposely left ambiguous. Oh. Because they just kind of wanted it for, like, a city, and it didn't need a specific... Okay. They didn't want it to be, like, a New York movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's nice. Um, I'm glad... That makes me happy that we, like, couldn't distinguish Me that. too. It's based on a book, and in the book, it is in New York. Because... Well, we'll get into this later, but... Um, yeah, so she goes to her sister's place. Her sister's married a guy, but... They're, they're like, like swingers. swingers and they're like watching yeah. a dirty movie with their friends and she wakes up the next morning and they're all sleeping together in the same bed and she's just like staring, staring at, at like at them and like not leaving forever and then like like just like looking up at like this like glass sex mobile <laughs> um, that they have <laughs> kind of weird yeah um and then she gets home and her dad is like really mad that she hasn't been around that much and basically like is yelling at her and she's like well i'm just gonna leave um she and moves so out. she moves out 
she gets her own apartment she her sister helps her move in she um like buys she goes and gets an x-rated movie and then she humps a pillow so she's really yeah. christianing the place yep <laughs> um but basically i feel like what we get from that is like she's lonely she yeah. wants like physical yeah like affection and and we still haven't met richard connection yet. <laughs> and there's still no richard and again i kept forgetting that this was yeah like at this point i was just like still like oh yeah there's where's richard gear yeah um <laughs> we see her at school so she's she's, she's taking a, a summer now. job to pay the rent in her new apartment and she um is really cute with the kids uh it was really fun to watch like her they were teaching like these kids who are deaf to like how to make sounds and how to say words and how to say there it was just cool to watch that um she's really good at her job it's and very, then she's going around and she's like she somehow knows what all of their names mean she's like yeah. my name's daniel she's like that means judge <laughs> like and judge, she's like yeah. how like she like knew like Amy what all their kids yeah beloved i don't remember what yeah. they meant see i don't even know mean i don't remember i've looked it up a seven thousand times and i could never remember it wow i'm not diane keaton yeah i'm not Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> um it's so interesting like increasingly as the movie goes on seeing her like kind of double life and like how good she is at compartmentalizing like she's yeah. so good at her job and her personal life is pretty messy yeah and but she's like it's never like and then she's falling apart like so she's always a good teacher one time she's late that's it one time she's late and then we'll get we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> stupid um but, so she goes out to the bar she goes to the she, bar she, she takes a book this like singles bar yeah all the time she goes out she's reading the godfather <laughs> which is interesting because she was in the godfather and she was the movie was before this yeah um so this is where we meet little baby richard yeah it was so weird to see him so young again so, yeah we the last movie we watched was primal fear and he's like next time we do this we gotta go from <laughs> newest to oldest yeah it is nice to see it's, and it is kind of nice to have him just like peppered in yeah little little guy yeah um but he's even like hey godfather i saw that movie and it's like she's in that movie. yeah and he yeah he's like al pacino or something it's like that's his wife. like yeah it was very it was yeah it was funny but she before they talk she notices him at the bar and it is just the most chaotic vibes coming from him also we both gasped when he showed up we both gasped he's wearing um like a red leisure or a red shirt black leisure suit He's like tapping. He's like he's acting chaotically. He's doing the weird thing where he like kind of like fidgets around, but like not in a like I guess fidgeting isn't comfortable anyway. But it just is like a little too chaotic. Like it's like he's he's like, acting. He's you can acting. tell he's yeah, acting. Yeah, he is acting. Um, but he like comes up to her and he kind of hits on her, but also like nags her a little bit. He's like, "You're okay. You're a lot better than some of these yeah. other dogs here." But she's like a little bit charmed which he's like i'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse (laughs) that's right (laughs) and then i looked over and you were charmed by him i'm not proud of it but he's kind of funny and smiling and like twirling your hair there is really a piece of me that is like charmed by a a messy dirt bag i don't know why i don't want it to be the case and i'm not like planning on settling down with one but it gets us us all if they're good looking yeah i'm sorry but um she like turns her back for one second when she turns back around he's gone and he's like walked out with another girl which she's like hmm so um something that we see a lot is her taste in men is absolutely horrific but also her father is terrible and abusive uh, verbally abusive and like it will go from a scene of her dad like yelling at her and then like she's like with some other terrible guy and it's like there's a very clear parallel there between yeah but even like the not outwardly terrible guys are terrible, They're terrible. Too. except for young lavar burton which who we one. meet <laughs> this because is his movie debut oh it was mm-hmm. that's cool. he was in roots before this but that was a tv movie mm. or tv series he, i've never seen him young he was so cute my dad very really precious. likes roots i feel like we oh. watched roots a lot growing up <laughs> <laughs> he's really good in it interesting but yeah he was so young and um, he's such a sweetheart so Teresa, brother of one of yeah. her students um one of her students names amy and he's the brother of her he comes to pick her up um she's talking to him about how it'd be really helpful if she had like a hearing aid she goes to their ho- home with them to talk to the mom about getting her a hearing aid so that like she can practice at home and while she's there, there's a man um, who works, like, for the welfare department. And he's, like, denying them welfare because there's a man living with them. And so she talks to him about, like, hey, it'd be really helpful if, like, she could have a hearing aid. That guy's name is James. That guy's name is James. Kind of a kind of a dumb name, if you ask me. But <laughs> um, <laughs> So... Um, <laughs> 
so he's like very into her immediately and oh, i thought you were holding i thought you were showing me something. oh it does look like i'm just holding my notes really <laughs> like, weird <"Shut> <laughs> i've written a note on the back that says shut up <laughs> shut up fuck off um and um so she's kind of like flirting with him a little bit but he's like very much coming on to her yeah he is he's eager he's an eager beaver and she like so she goes out with him she's not super interested um other than like getting her students hearing aids i did like that um so he's like i'm just a bleeding heart liberal and like he takes her home and they're talking about it and he's like i can't help but i just want to save the world and she's like screw the world save amy and i yeah. really like that where it's like screw saving the world yeah. and like do what you can think locally your little, yeah, yeah little community that's nice um so then tony um her sister has another abortion yes but amy gets hearing aids yes right and then like james comes over to her family's house for dinner and so he's like fully integrated into her life now but she just always is like kind of annoyed Mm -hmm. with him but she's also like i don't know like let's hang out and the only reason that she went out with him because so tony was like um like i'll come like i'll call you at six o'clock um well that hasn't that oh She's, she has, like, a couple encounters with James first before she okay. sees Tony again. So she's back at the bar and he, Oh, yeah, Tony's he doesn't remember. He acts like he doesn't remember when they met. Yeah, which he probably does, but maybe. Who knows? Um, so she brings him home and they have That's S-E-X. Right. And he touches her boobs over her turtleneck for a long time. <laughs> and then after they're done, he... Oh, Tony. Uh, this, this scene, I, I, have, I haven't even made it a gif yet, but... I do understand why his career exploded after this movie. Like, I get it because it's like... You remember him. You remember him. And he's doing stuff. He's like a little... It's like an experimental little... Yeah. Like, he's he's making choices. It's interesting. I don't know. I, so, I get it. And he's very hot. He jumps up out of bed and he's just wearing a t-shirt. Starts he doing push-ups. Goes into the kitchen starts doing push-ups and we see he's wearing backless underwear i don't understand i've never seen my search history is ruined because like i was looking i was like history of backless underwear why do men wear backless underwear blah 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 apparently it's like good for their testicles but that doesn't make sense because why? like you it's everything is still contained in the front yeah just letting his butt out i mean it's like almost like a thong yeah with, there's nothing straps. back there yeah there's just straps around the thighs it was very they looked like sock garters yeah but around his butt cheeks (laughs) i've never seen such a thing maybe i'm sheltered i've never seen such a thing either we we cackled we (laughs) were (laughs) because like he was like pantsless running around for a while we didn't notice we just thought he was like wearing underwear he turns over to do push-ups for a long time (laughs) and then he and then um she like picks up his clothes or something and the knife falls like into her lap and he grabs it it's like this weird glowy knife and he like starts running around the apartment like fake stabbing things and and, like like, karate karate and like grunting intense for quite a while and she's just kind of like amused by this she's just like watching him like and it's like i mean okay so i was thinking about this and i'm like not the same level of thing but like you and I, you've seen people doing like crack on the train. I yeah. like someone pulled a knife on the train, that, like cab I was on once. Oh like, yeah, me too. And it's like you, and then you're like, oh wow, and then like, you kind of like get off the train, and then you, for- you forget about, about it. it. Yeah, you just, that's like, go true. On. So it's like we kept being like, she is not phased enough by anything that's happening in this movie. Um, uh, but that's true. It happens to us too. Uh, you just kind of get used to it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, that was interesting. Um, She makes him leave. She's like, get out of here. But she's very into him. Yeah. And she, like, doesn't want any... She doesn't want any of the men to, like, stay the night. She's, like, very... She sets very clear boundaries. Like, like, no, like, we're done. Like, you need to leave. I have to get up for work. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And so then we cut to her sister, who has gotten divorced. She's getting divorced. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm leaving this house uh she met a new guy right yeah i think so and then she is this when she moves she lives upstairs was that right. when that happens i, I guess know. so at some point her sister she no moves. she leaves like she's leaving the town i think for a while she like goes out of the country yeah and then she comes i can't keep track anyway <laughs> her sister's leaving her sister's like i'm leaving this apartment you can take whatever you want <laughs> and so oh, i don't so know what else she, she took besides the sex the mobile sex but mobile. she took that <laughs> um it's like this glass it looks like just a bunch of glasses like drinking glasses kind of hanging from the ceiling that somebody's drawn nudes onto yeah 
Um, and Tony was supposed to come by at six o'clock on Sunday. And we so knew. she gets all as ready. As that was planned. She, she gets was cute, getting ready. I like, was like, Tony's not showing. Yeah. And it's like, she, he hasn't come by. So she's like, all right, whatever. And like goes to the bar. Like she's very. It's funny because James calls and she's like waiting for Tony and she's like, oh, it's you. And she's like, call me back in 10 minutes. And then she's like, no, wait, call me back in 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like so blatantly like, okay, if my plans fall through, then I'll yeah. go out with you. And they do. So he shows up and they, they go to the bar. Yeah. Um, and he, like James is hitting on another woman. She buys Coke in a bathroom stall. Yeah. Um, and then she goes home and Richard comes over later he's, that night. He's there when she oh, gets home. That's right. The door is broken into. He's, he's in there sunglasses, just dancing around. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, how did you get like, she's mad. How did you get in here? But like, yeah, you know, none of the times that she's like, get out of here, leave. It sounds like she means it, but yeah, th- he doesn't. And she's just like, you know. They do coke. Yeah. <laughs> they have sex. And then he's like pouty and bad afterward. Yeah. He's just, he's, he, and then he's just like, here, take, and she's like really giggly and happy. And he like gets it's her a, a sleeping It's a Sunday pill. night. So she has to work the next day. So he gets her yeah. a quaalude. He's like, this will bring you down. And so yeah. he like literally forces it in her mouth and she takes it. And she says something like, I don't remember what she says to him, but as he walks out, he's like, kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I did. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, I already did. Like, he's just. Uh, yeah. He was just like. He plays this sort of character a lot in the mm-hmm. early movies where he's just like so like. Surly. Sort of similar. Yeah. Surly. That's good. Yeah. Similar to how he was in um, Days of Heaven. I mean, he's much bigger in this and he was in Days of Heaven, but like where he just felt like he would have these like weird bursts of anger where it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like what was the motivation behind that? Yeah um anyway so that's the next morning is when she's late to work because she got that sweet sweet quaalude yeah and it made her fall asleep and i think it was a quaalude i actually don't even know what quaaludes do but i'm pretty sure he said quaalude whatever he gave her made her fall asleep and made her fall asleep hard yeah um she woke up she was late to work and the kids are going insane yeah, i wrote she's late to work and the kids are wilding the kids like wrote on the chalkboard you don't care about us they're like <laughs> scraping the chalkboard they're playing the piano they're popping balloons they're running around they're like throwing papers and it's like and the teacher's like you explain it to them and like leaves and it's like what like kids do not act like that and like the kids were like so mad like she's like i'm sorry like she gets them settled down she's like i'm sorry i took a pill to help me sleep and i slept too long um and they were just like we don't believe you we don't you don't love us and it was like the weirdest like all right kids i guess they there's it's a small class they're vulnerable and they have like a very close relationship with her so it felt like a betrayal of their trust is like she's not there but it was yeah. just kind of like okay kids yeah. calm down she's your teacher anytime our teacher wasn't there like was late we always got so excited yeah i guess i don't remember it happening in elementary school <laughs> but also she said one time they were first graders and these no, kids were like they were nine years old they were solid the they were like first graders nine to eleven nine's <laughs> being generous like yeah. there's no way they were five and six years old <laughs> Um, um suddenly she her dad's in the hospital her dad's in the hospital and james is there and she's um, super with her family and then she has a weird fantasy about him dying that was very like about her dad dying and then yeah. like the cuts like that movie, one that was probably the figure that got me the most yeah because it was like him like dying him like at the um his body game prepped for like the burial and then like them having a viewing and then like weird like cemetery shots like it was the filming of this was really cool. Like the yeah. cinema, like the choices made in cinematography were like cool. I thought and interesting, but yeah, kept getting faked out. Tricked me, but her dad's not dead. He just like, I don't even know what happened. He yeah. had a heart attack or something. I don't know, but she's wearing a cute beret. And That's he's like happy. Like he's like healed and he's happy. And she just is like looking at James with so much disdain. She hates he's <laughs> like, he's like in with her family. Like, yeah. And she's just like, what, what the f-? like, what are you doing? Her taste in men is extremely self-destructive. And so the fact that and I'm not saying J- James freaking sucks. James is terrible. But like the fact that like her family likes her and he seems to treat her well. She hates that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we find out like he's, he's not any good either, but he seems nice and sweet for the first At little bit. Point, and yeah. she doesn't like it. She goes to the bar. She sees the old professor. He has a beard. He's disgusting. Like just gross. Yeah. Um, and then she goes home with James. Yeah. And she tells us he horrible tries to get story. back together with her. He, yeah. The d- professor does. He's like, um, I'm getting a divorce. And she's just like, ciao Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> she literally says ciao. It, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. Really she's and she plays it all very cool. Like she's very she's a very chill she's so charming she things roll off she's her back funny and sharp and like witty and yeah she's just she's like really good with people she's good with men mm-hmm. she's 
yeah and she's it's such a good character like it's so interesting and she does such a good job at it but yeah james yeah. so he tells this horrible story about like him seeing his like dad just uh, like physically assault his mom and then they have sex he like uses it as like a way to like come on to her um by the way while they're having sex she freaks out because he uses a condom Mm -hmm. and she's never seen one of those before and that's when i was like oh yeah this is a pre-aids pre-aids yeah (laughs) like she's been having sex with a lot of people and she did go to a doctor at one point and was like do whatever you take i just don't want to get pregnant i don't want to get pregnant ever but and i'm just like were there as many was there as much of a problem with std there has to have been yeah just as much like other stds like going around then for sure like people were dying of syphilis and like yeah, this Gonorrhea was like a very promiscuous time from what I have read. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, people were getting all sorts of things, I think. Yeah. It's impossible um, for them not to. Right. Except there was like no consequences <laughs> for this stuff until yeah. this was, and this is kind of like right before. It's interesting because you can kind of like feel it that it's like the end of this era. Like this movie just kind of is like, yeah, this is the way they're living, but this is going to be over long. Or maybe it's just because we know that because we're yeah. living in the future. I don't know. Yeah um so she's like laughing about the condom and he gets kind of mad about it all and then he's like by the way he's like just starts laughing he's like i lied about the whole story i made that all up and what the hell he leaves (laughs) and like just like the weirdest anyway so then she heads to the club and she does some more coke um and then there's just like she has sex with a lot of randos. Yeah, There's just like a lot of various scenes of her. Oh yeah. Up with like so at this point she's just old like men, old weird men, weird men. Some of them are paying her. her home. Yeah, yeah. So then she's doing <laughs> drugs, pills, all the all the stuff. Um, and then when does she? Does this when she drops the phone on the toilet? Yeah, that was, that was before that. It was before James came over. Oh. Um. Okay. She drops her phone on the toilet and she thinks it's Tony that's calling oh, okay, her, and yeah. it turns out it was James the whole time. She's like, ugh, never <laughs> yeah. mind. And she just hangs up. She hangs up on James a lot. And I really love it. I love when people hang up on people. Yeah. Um. So Would love of- to do it someday. <laughs> <laughs> one of the older guys she's hooking up with, um, like she's she's at home, she's getting ready to like uh do it with him, and then Tony walks in. Um, and I said, what is this outfit? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was like a long <laughs> trench coat, t- like light tan <laughs> trench coat, with like a Humphrey Bogart hat. Yeah. Like it was like kind of like a rounded cowboy. Like it was look. His, his trench coat was like, it had rain on it. So maybe it's just his rain look, but it was like very, it not- was very off putting. <laughs> Super strange. It was more off putting than his personality. Um, and then, so he's like, he gets that guy to leave the house. He like, is like, get out of here. And then her sister who lives above her, Catherine, is like is everything okay because well, tony and what's her and uh yeah she hears him kick the guy out and like, yeah there's lots and he's of like yelling. she's taking a dump <laughs> <laughs> and we laughed at that we did so anyway um for they start fighting he asks for money she gives him like a few dollars he gets really mad yeah um and i don't know exactly what makes him so mad I mean, they maybe seeing her with another guy so i don't know quickly both of them they're just constantly like mad at each other and especially him he's got a temper and so anyways it's it like it's physical and yeah. he hits her he pushes her i don't know she yeah she pushes him he pushes her like he starts i mean he's up he's at fault yeah but he leaves with like a little bit of a bloody mouth the sister comes down and sister like comes down yeah um so he leaves and nobody's closing or locking the doors soon enough in this whole this whole movie every time someone comes into an apartment they just leave the door open forever i can't imagine drives me crazy were you born in a barn Although, when i left your apartment last night your next door neighbor had her window or her door wide open i don't know where she was and then the person next to the door had their door wide open what and i was like did you ask them if they were born in a barn <laughs> I, I did thank you <laughs> and they said hee-haw <laughs> um and so her sister saves her. She goes, <laughs> she goes to get some ice for her face and she brings Ooh. back a popsicle and like puts the popsicle up next to her. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets like a rag to like wipe or like wrap the popsicle in, I'm assuming. And then out just falls like, and they looked real like five or six Several cockroaches. cockroaches. That made me jump. Yeah. Elise <laughs> hates cockroaches. Elise once got a hotel one night because there was a cockroach <laughs> in her house be- before That's- she moved to New York. Now you've now i've i I react smaller than that but still probably larger than necessary they're gross have you seen any in your new apartment i don't want to jinx it but not a single damn one yeah 
thank you <laughs> for the listeners who's there <laughs> cockroaches <laughs> um one night there was a mouse in our house and like we we slept at yogi yeah we like we because it went into my room and my room was a mess at that time and i was just like well there's no finding it so and we like left the apartment yeah sometimes you have to flee there, I have some great photos of you eating a cookie while standing on a yeah. chair. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nervous eater. <laughs> yeah, it was like we just you randomly had like a wrapped cookie like available. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> so it's the next day at school, and Tony is running around the playground at her school, like oh literally like playing on the bar. He's unhinged, He's psychotic. He really is. So um, she goes out. She's like, "Excuse me, children," <laughs> and then like goes out there to like tell him to leave. And who saves the day? Lavar. He's so good. He's so good. He just comes in to like stand next to her and he's like, you need to leave. the one man in this movie who's not just a piece of shit. (laughs) I like, I cannot think of another. No. Yeah. He's great. He's really sweet. And he, yeah, he like, I hate when men are like puffed out chest, like, don't worry about this, I'll protect you. But he does it in the least annoying way possible where he genuinely steps in and like stops this psychopath. Yeah. And like Richard's like racist and like just annoying towards him. And he freaking pops him. Yeah. And then he just walks away. Just one pop, Mm -hmm. one and done. Um, After that, you see her try to, I think she's trying to turn a corner. So she like tosses out all her pills. Yeah. I think she like goes out less. I don't know. Yeah. James, James her, is stalking her at yeah. this point. He's always outside her apartment, yeah. either in a car following her, or yeah. like following her at the and farm. And it's so annoying and also like dangerous. Yeah. Like at that point, if someone is physically stalking you, things are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> That's dangerous. He gets her a strobe light. Oh yeah, but she does like that. Yeah, she likes it. It's a huge strobe light. It's like certified for like clubs yeah. and like dance <laughs> it's like halls. Christmas and he buys her a strobe light. Yeah. That's um, the way to a woman's heart. But then he gets mad and destroys the sex chimes. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what he gets him mad. Like, I don't know. Who knows? But he, like, tears those Everybody down. Everybody just has temper tantrums repeatedly. Um, And then she has a heart to heart. It's like Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas time, like you said. She has a heart to heart with her dad. Basically, she, like, tells him that her back is her fault, is his fault, because well, it's congenital. Right. So at, earlier on in the movie, they had mentioned his, his her dad was like, my mother had four Four children, all boys, all perfect. Like, men are perfect. Yeah. Women are a mess. And Which we already know. Somebody was like, what about Aunt Kathy? Whatever. And he's like, and someone said, God rest her soul and God forgive her. And one of the sisters was like, what do you mean God forgive her? And they're just kind of like, eh. So we learn in this scene that his sister had scoliosis, mm-hmm. like, really bad. Yeah. And she committed to, or killed herself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, like, the w- the term. And I, I like, learned recently, it. like, you just say suicide. committed suicide. Right. Because you don't, it's not a crime. It's not a crime, right? Yeah. But you die by suicide. But yeah, yeah. she killed herself. Um, and he kind of, like, comes to term with it, terms with it in this conversation. Also, at one point, Teresa, he says, scoliosis, papa. <laughs> scoliosis, papa. Scoliosis, papa. We left. Wait, what was the thing that Richard said that I was like, you got to get a... Oh, no. I don't remember. <sighs> we'll just have to go watch all of his scenes. We'll just have again. to watch this entire movie. All no. <laughs> two hours and 16 minutes. It was a it. long movie. It was really long. <laughs> Miami. So, so there's like a very emotional scene with his, her dad. Yeah. Where it's like... It's not like they are like happy with each other at the end, but he seems to come to terms with the fact that his sister died and... Uh, I don't know. They're like being real with each other. I yeah, don't know. it's just nice. Kind of. Yeah. It's. I mean. Yeah. It's not more nice, real. but it's growth. I think it's growth for both of them. <laughs> so, the Halloween prank. Her oh. sister was uh, her new boyfriend or husband or whatever. Or it was New Year's. Or New Year's Eve. That's right. <laughs> but wait, Tony comes and tries to unlock the door that's at one point after the Halloween. Oh, break. that's after the. Okay. Um, they so someone knocks on her door she opens it and in bursts a man in a mask with a knife and he just goes for her and starts stabbing her and, and it's she's a like plastic freaking knife out and then her. it's like a rubber knife and it doesn't work and it was just like and then her sister is like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's like, happy new year like, her sister it's like, so scary her sister you, witnessed her getting beat yeah. by a guy like just like weeks prior not a good prank yeah very bad um and then later that same night because it's new year's eve Tony's back. Yeah, Tony's Knocking back. The door. Richard's she's, back. For once, she's got like the safety chain on. She's taking a shower, and he's which like, I broke ours. 
<laughs> my Ow. Hulk strength. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did you do that? I just opened the door too hard. From the I inside forgot it was, or the outside? I forgot it was on. And I like was like, I'm going to leave. And it's like, twink. Oh my <laughs> it's just been like that for like a year. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah, and so he's like just talking to her through the door, and he's got like, a rose. He's got like a little, and he's like waving the rose, or like trying carnation. to like like tempt her to come over to the door. Like it's just like it is kind of a funny scene, it's even though it's funny. like he's kind of terrifying. funny in this. And like he has like a little nasally voice, and he's like, "Come on, you got me all worked up." <laughs> and he like throws some of his beer, like "Nah, too late." Like, <laughs> yeah, just... he made us laugh. I'm ashamed to say it, but... and then he leaves. He does leave. He's mad, and he leaves, and that's the last we see of Richard. Exit Richard. Tony Everybody, Richard. that's a wrap on Richard. That's a wrap on Richard. <laughs> so then we like, so we see this big parade going on for New Year's Eve. Um, it's like a masquerade. Parade. Yeah. And there's Looks just fun. a lot going around. And then we see this whole scene. And we're like, what does this have to do with anything? And so there's a man who is. A hearse comes. A hearse right? comes. To the masquerade parade. And yes. just starts beating people yeah, up I mean, and like at and one point they grab diane keaton and they're like yeah. not the women but it's like yeah i don't understand who they were targeting why i think they were targeting so there was like some people there and one of them we follow who was dressed in drag and so i think that they were like beating they were targeting up like, like gay men right and so we follow this man and this he's is like the first time by the way we break from diane keaton's point of yeah view first and only and we've seen this man before at because at one point they go to a gay bar gay dance club and we saw this man with his partner at the club right it's, and so now we're seeing him he just Tom, got beat up yeah. he's beating he's trying to fight back he runs away he's run. he runs to a parking lot he's ripping off of his like his clothing his wig and he goes to his partner and he's like i i hate this like it's not worth it um like he wants to like give up his gay lifestyle he like lives with this man um and it's like it, they break up essentially and then he like walks away and so then cut to diane at a bar the same bar always her little single bar she always goes to they're celebrating midnight in san francisco <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah. 3 a.m new york or chicago time and or new york and chicago on the same time zone no. i don't even know one hour yeah um so two or three a.m and um James is there stalking her. So she like goes to this man and is like, hey, talk to me just for a little bit. Like, you know, to kind of get James and off of her. And it's the man that we saw in the scene yeah. before. Which we should should have realized that he would be more significant because that is the first time we break from Teresa's point of view. But mm-hmm. I was still taken completely by surprise yeah. from everything that happened. So they kiss and then she brings him home and like he's immediately like oh this is like a nice place and she's like you can't move it. Like always just setting boundaries yeah. like with these dumb men. Um... And then they start to make out and they start to like do it and he cannot. Yeah. He stops. Perform. And she's like, oh, you know, it's okay. It happens. And he's angry. And And then he's like going to like, 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 like he's going to go to sleep. And she's like, no, like you, like you can't stay here. Like you like can't sleep here. And he starts to get really frustrated um, with her because he's like, well, like I can have sex with you later. Um, yeah and then it just escalates and he attacks her and the strobe light turns on at one point and it's just a long extremely brutal scene where he's attacking her he rapes her and then he pulls out he grabs he so during their fight because he starts throwing things around her apartment and it was a butter knife like on the ground at least when i saw it like it was there was like a plate and like a butter like it looked like a butter it did not look like a sharp knife gosh that's why i was like okay this is like it probably won't be that bad yeah but he grabs that and he rapes her and then as he's raping her he pulls a knife out from behind and then just starts stabbing her it's and this is all in a strobe light yeah it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's happening until I really, you see the blood i thought actually tony was gonna pop back in and save her because that was like the end of like we, him just like leaving when he couldn't get in the apartments the last we saw him and i was like that can't be the end of him but no nobody comes in and saves her i mean he stabs her repeatedly repeatedly and it's there's blood everywhere and i mean that's basically that's the end of the movie like it, it focuses on her face and it kind of just looks like a yeah like a mask almost like yeah it's just her face in the darkness like a porcelain mask like and then like going getting smaller and smaller and smaller and then like that's, that's it the end of the movie. it should be said he also was just like i'm not gay like you know like or you're calling me gay like because he, he like, was very angry and defensive yeah. anytime somebody would be like like well he even at the bar when she came over to him and was like hey will you talk to me so this guy leaves me alone he's like why do you want to talk to me why do you think i look safe to talk to like just very yeah yeah like so again anyway. with the self-loathing and the 
<laughs> and then it ends and like at least now we're just like what because like we've been kind of just like ha ha <laughs> like, I, throughout a lot of i it. can't emphasize enough how disturbing that last scene is it's like oh haunting like it's just so it's scary. like such like it's like blue black and white just like flashing and like ugh. Ooh. and yeah so that's looking for mr that's good the, that's the flick folks <laughs> um it made me so i was like all right i'm gonna go home because like i was at elisa's house watching it and i was like i was gonna go to the train and then i was like i gotta walk this off like it just the energy of it was just and as i was walking home i was just so mad like i was yeah. so mad because in this movie she's playing somebody who lives alone has a job and is sleeping with multiple people mm-hmm. and setting clear boundaries mm-hmm. and not getting too attached and these men are like can't handle it yeah and they like and she gets punished for it and like it just is so and like like you said like she makes some like not like super safe choices sometimes but also not like a lot of it i don't know she's doing things i don't know like if a man was doing it it would be totally different and that yeah that's the key because i was i was thinking about this and reading some stuff about it and i there's like actually not that not too much official on the internet about it but i did find some like a really good blog post about it but one of the ones that i liked the most was talking about how like there was kind of an uproar about this in some ways this film when it came out and people were being like this is what happens when women are allowed to be sexually free and blah blah but it's like so many movies of that same era were about men doing drugs sleeping around all that stuff and like the reactions were not the same to that nobody cares well and like part of it because like at the end i was like is this a morale is this like the whole like morality thing where it's like well because she was sleeping around that's what i was thinking about too like there's that whole trope in scary in like horror movies where very often if a woman is like seen having sex she dies violently soon afterwards it's it happens all all the time especially like in the 70s and 80s yeah like a punishment thing and it's it at the end when the movie ended i was like oh so was this just one of those but i feel like it's more complicated than that because it's like she was kind of like it wasn't being like if you live this lifestyle this is going to happen to you it definitely is like she is intentionally making self-destructive choices and like i don't but the thing is is like i so i thought that and i was kind of mad i was like wow gosh did we just like watch a morality play but then i was like no because it came after like like you said she kind of was turning her life around quote unquote yeah and so it's like she was doing kind of like good things and bad things were still happening to her and so it was like it didn't end like a the well she started doing drugs and then she got raped and murdered like it was like no like she kind of decided what she wanted in life and was going down that path and she still got raped and murdered because like of like the toxic like toxic toxicity surrounding like masculine roles and like how people viewed people who are gay at that time and even today and yeah. all that and like just like where people felt like a woman's place should be and like none of the men liked her asserting any sort of like mm-hmm. like because so her professor was like you can't call me at home you can't do this you can't do that setting all those rules and she just like had it was like very calm you know just like made sense like oh she's gonna obey those and anytime she's like you can't stay here you can't sleep here like to all these different men they would get so they pouty and like it, couldn't yeah. handle it and get like violent you know yeah a thing that I was reading was really interesting because it was saying like, yes, there's this whole thing, this new, it was a new thing for women in this, in like the last 10 years from when this movie was made where they were like, it was pretty socially acceptable to like do what you want. If you want to have sex, you have sex and it's fine. But like also just because that it's fine doesn't mean that sometimes bad stuff doesn't happen, but it isn't necessarily like this is your punishment. It was just like, yeah, sometimes when you live a high risk lifestyle, like risky things happen. So it's like, it's not so simple either way. It's not being like, this is your punishment, but it's not being like, yeah, you can have sex all the time and nothing bad will ever happen. It's just kind of like things happen in life no matter what. Like it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a consequence what happens at the end but i did like this thing i found this on this one of these blogs that had like a really thoughtful review of it it's Mm. called lescinemadreams.blogspot.com and they said good bar came out long before the concept of rape culture so at no Mm. time could one find a journalist uh willing to devote even a paragraph to the castigation of the brutish violent behavior of the men in the film nor could you find articles addressing our normalized attitudes on the matter of rape and other forms of female-directed aggression in the age of sexual permissiveness. All I recall reading were a lot of human interest articles about parents taking their daughters to see the film as a means of terrorizing them into oh celibacy. Gosh. <laughs> of course, 
there were no stories about sons being taken to the film to teach them not to rape and abuse women and i feel like yeah. that's always the thing is like yeah. look at her punish like look at she's lived this lifestyle and this is what happened to her and it's never like these guys live this lifestyle and look at how they're behaving and mm-hmm. like, don't do that like it's always on the woman isn't it <laughs> <laughs> elisa's head just spun around <laughs> yeah i just and like part of the so yeah that's that's great and as i was walking home i was like working through some of my anger about things and then i was just like i was like having to check behind me and like make sure like i couldn't wear my headphones on the way home and mm-hmm. like every like and i was just like then i was like I'm, this is so stupid that this is still a thing like 50 years later this is still like we're kind of still there yeah pretty much um also, though, this movie was based on a real murder that happened. It's oh. actually it's based on a book, which I think was like a big, big thing in the culture at the time. Um, but the book was based on this murder that happened. Hmm. And I'm going to just read a little. Please um, do. Her name was Roseanne Quinn was the victim. And she. Okay, I'm just going to read this word for word again. (laughs) Roseanne Quinn's real life murder required very little embellishment when translated to film. She picked up John Wayne Wilson, which I recognize that name. Is he a serial killer? I'm not sure. She picked up John, John Wayne. Wayne Wilson from the bar near her apartment after his male friend Geary Guest had left him. It was New Year's Day, 1973. So all these things are mm-hmm. parallels to the movie. They went back to her apartment, smoked marijuana and drank. And when he was unable to perform sexually, they argued and she asked him to leave. He picked up a knife, stabbed her 18 times, Ugh. cleaned the crime scene and himself, then returned to his male friend Geary Guest. Wilson confessed to Guest, but Guest assumed he was just trying to con him out of money to leave town. <laughs> so he gave him money. When a fellow teacher was sent to Quinn's apartment days later because she had not shown up to work her body was discovered the oh. police investigation was hampered by her lifestyle and the lack of clues at the scene guest realized Wilson's confession was true when he saw Quinn's name in the paper and a police mm. sketch of himself because he'd been at the bar and bar t- patrons had mistakenly described him wow. as leaving with her instead of Wilson who actually did it took months for guests friends lawyer and therapist to convince him to go to the police with what he knew Wilson was with his wife at his mother's home in Indiana. Do you think it, ta- it took some time because he was gay? What do you mean? To come forward and explain like why he knew this oh, guy? Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, it took months for guests, friends, lawyer. Oh, I already read that. Wilson was with his wife at his mother's home in Indiana. Oh, yeah. He was married. I read this. He was like married and kind of in an open relationship with his wife and mm. guest. But he was with his wife at his mother's home when he was brought back to New York under arrest. He spent a brief stint in Bellevue. His lawyer said he was brain damaged and planned an insanity defense. Uh, but then he hung himself in prison just a few months after being arrested. So wow. this is very much based wow. on a real woman's <sighs> very sad story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, so the movie, I mean, and I was surprised because I thought this was going to be like a really poorly made bad movie it was so because hard it was so find. hard to find. <laughs> but like, why, did you, do you know why this was I like? I not really find anything We about found it. Blood Brothers before this. Yeah, I also found that Diane Keaton like never talks about this movie. And I don't know if it was like miserable making it or if she's like ashamed of it because she's fantastic in it. She was nominated, no, she wasn't nominated for an Oscar for it, I don't think. The only Oscars it was nominated for was a want to say supporting actress. S- supporting actress in cinema cinematography and it didn't mm. win either. But she's really good in this. Like for sure Oscar worthy. And yeah, so I just I think that's really interesting. I think I read like one time someone brought it up in an interview and she was just like, "Ooh, that one, that movie." Like that's I mean, all it probably it. was like there were so many fighting scenes yeah. and like having to film a rape and murder scene is <laughs> really rough. Um Hi, Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> do you need anything okay do you like my shirt <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. um <laughs> yeah okay um yeah that's it yeah i mean it's probably really it it was a very it brutal scene yeah it could have been a rough and so filming <laughs> yeah yeah um oh i can't get over apparently stephen king's wife had to go to the bathroom and throw up after they watched that scene in the movie theater and that's stephen king's wife i'm sure she's heard lots yeah. of things <laughs> um i have more trivia oh please yeah yeah okay um so tom berenger played gary the guy who murdered her and this was his first movie and he's like a fairly famous actor after this and he said in an interview that he had nightmares after he finished shooting all of his scenes as gary wow he was scary scary gary um, diane keaton's contract explicitly prohibited the manufacture of any production stills from any of the sexually suggestive frames so she's okay. like you don't get to sell the nude pics of me which is a- that's good i'm glad that she was protected there same 
Um, Mike Nichols, Sidney Pollock, and Roman Polanski all turned oh. down the opportunity to wow. direct this film. Wow. Oh, I didn't say who it was directed by. It was directed by Richard something. I can't remember. Richard He's Gere. Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Brooks. Okay. Yeah, Richard he didn't Brooks. do much. After the city. Oh, he 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 has earned six Oscar nominations. Oh, never mind. He did Cow on a Hot Tin Roof. These are before this. Yeah. He did In Cold Blood. Oh my gosh, he wrote Key Largo. That's cool. So he wrote a lot of things. Oh, he wrote he wrote Looking for Mr. Goodbar. Yeah, he's a he's a oh he's smoking a pipe in this picture. We discussed that because the stupid professor smoked a pipe, and Sarah asked me, <sighs> "Would you rather have someone who smoked a pipe or smoke cigarettes?" Ellie said cigarettes but i said pipe if he doesn't go out in public yeah with it. pipe at home yeah <laughs> pipe in the streets cigarette in the sheets <laughs> or vice versa oh yeah <laughs> no i want someone who looks pretentious <laughs> and then just stinks up the house real bad <laughs> yeah. um let's see i already said that diane that annie hall was the same year as this what a year for diane keaton yeah apparently richard gear and tuesday weld who plays the older sister dated in three oh, years after making this three film. years mm-hmm. Also, apparently, That's cute. Carol Mallory, who played Marvella, I don't know who that is. She did Richard Gere in real life, I think, during this. Her younger sister in this? Maybe. I can't really think of another yeah, there speaking was no other. <laughs> role for yeah. uh, That's pretty much. That's pretty much what I got. No John Travolta? I couldn't find anything about John Travolta. Well, this... I did read several things connecting this to Saturday Night Fever because they came out the same, if not the mm. same year, right around the same time. And they just kind of had the same like bleak, big city, like Overtone. club yeah. lifestyle. I liked this better than Saturday Night Fever. I just watched that for the first time. You don't a little like bit it. Ago, I didn't care for it. It was too, it was so chaotic and like, bleh, and but not in a way that bleh. had any redeeming qualities. At least yeah. this movie had like Dan Keaton's wardrobe and really good hair. <laughs> Yeah, you like everything. I don't like the wore. end of this, but at least just rewatch the ending six times. No, in a row. I, I was like, I have it. to leave. I wouldn't. <laughs> that would be oh the only gosh. way I can fall asleep. <laughs> that and the Challenger explosion <laughs> just on a loop. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's so. I mean, I just truly, I was like, this is probably not going to be that good of a movie because, like, so it too. just is. It was very, and he was in it a lot, and he was in it a lot. So. It was good. It was it good. Was, it yeah. was interesting. And I just am so curious about why it's so hard to find on the internet. Yeah. But we found it. Baby. You did. Yeah. You did I was looking and looking and looking for she Mr. Goodbar. Good why is that the name? Well, Mr. Goodbar is a candy bar. <laughs> looking. She's always looking for her next thrill. I don't know. I don't know yeah. my next name. And maybe I'm stupid and I should know. But no. I don't if know. you guys know, tell us. We tell us we can't figure dumb. it out. We're dumb little babies. Dumb. <laughs> ah. um, what do you give him on the silver <laughs> box rating on this? Because it's hard coming off of like, it's hard separating him from the movie in this almost. Like, yeah. Not even yeah. his character, but just like it's the vibe like, of the movie. It's not like, I could, if it was, if the ending kind of happened, yeah, it would this be, would be a lot easier. so dark. Um, yeah, because it's like in Breathless, I could separate him. I can't do that in this one, I don't think. And he's also so young. He's, he's like so 27, young. I think, when they yeah. filmed it. And I'm 32 and a half. <laughs> Today. Today. 27. I don't even know if I would put 20. You're 34 and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like aging by the minute. <laughs> I don't know if I would even put 27-year-olds on a dating, like, if my age range would be that far. Uh, maybe. Five years. 27. Uh, I mean, 28 feels better for some reason. Yeah. But I don't know. This is all hypothetical because I'm not on the dating apps. <laughs> and I don't think she I At least sh- doesn't have a phone. I don't even have a smartphone. I have a flip phone. She's got a cricket phone or whatever. <laughs> like, you see advertise for the older population. I think my parents use cricket. Oh, yeah? But they have smartphones. Okay. That's different. Um, okay. I would give him... <laughs> I just remembered his underwear. Um, I would give him... I give his butt five I mean, he's, boxes. He's in great shape. Yeah. It's funny because he's much scrawnier in this than he is later on. Mm-hmm. He gets like his arms grow. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he looked adolescent yeah, almost. Yeah, he like... kind of did. Well, now I feel creepy giving him any rating. <laughs> he looked creepy. I don't know what... You go first. I don't know what to give him. I think I'm going to give him, I'm just, and I'm totally aware that I'm biased in this, but like, I I think I got to give him like a three and a half, okay. maybe, because like, I just, 
I can't separate the vibe of the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, but like, I think I'm going to give him a three. Is wow. this the first time I've given him a lower score? Than I don't feel good about that. <laughs> oh no. No, wait, hold on. Hold on. No, you given him. No. Um, miles from home. You probably gave him a higher score. I, I think I did. Oh guys, we have an Instagram account now. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's at Gearheads Pod because Gearheads was already taken. I don't know why. Um, so follow that because we're posting about every single movie and like the things we talk about, and it's fun. It's really fun, and I'm not totally caught up yet because it's really time consuming. But th- it will be probably by the time this comes out. In Miles from Home, you gave him a six. What did you? What did, you what did give I? Him? Oh, yeah, I wrote that down. In Miles from Home, you gave him a six point five. Wow. Okay, so this might be the second time. You're giving him a three. I give him a 3.5. 3. 3.5. I think, yeah, yeah. He was just so, he was like a little kid. He was yeah. so reactionary. Yeah. But I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to focus on his looks solely. Yeah. He was really but cute. But really I, hard. He also had kind of like a page boy cut. Yeah. It wasn't the best hair. Um, It was very dark too. Yeah. Like I forgot how dark Listen, his hair was. You said that last night, and I went on a long thing about how dark his eyelashes are. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> she, she did. Confirmed. Um, he has really dark eyelashes. Okay. Okay. I'm looking Elise, for bingo. Would you rather mm-hmm. be with a man who, whenever he was at home, he was in a bathrobe, <laughs> or be with a man where you either had to have in your bedroom? An overhead, no, a strobe light would have to be on in your bedroom a quarter of the time you were in the bedroom. So either I go home and there's a man always in a bathrobe. Your man that you're with is always in a bathrobe. Or, and when he leaves he the house, on a strobe when, he leave, light. when he leaves the house, he's not wearing a bathrobe. Just at home? At I'm- home, every second that he's home though. And it's like not a cute bath. It's like <laughs> too plush and like, and he doesn't like roll it up nice or anything. It just is like. And it's the same bathrobe your whole life. Or a quarter of the time you're in your bedroom, you it's a strobe light. You really created a difficult situation here for me. I think I would go with the bathrobe, though. I feel like a strobe light that much would do things to my brain. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be able to bounce back from. Yeah. What about you? It'd probably be migraine-inducing. Too. Yeah, I probably would get <laughs> migraines. I hate men in bathrooms so much. I'd probably do bathrobe, too, though. If it's plush, it's at least nice to touch. But it gets old after like after Ratty. a year of wearing it all the time. He's gonna wear it his whole life. Does he wear it during sex? No. Okay. Unless he's like, unless he wants to be fully naked. Like if like he he can take off for sex and showering. That's it. At home. Okay. I'd still go with it. Guess you'd have to do a lot of outdoor activities. Yeah. We're never home. <laughs> we're either home. We're either having sex or we're not at home. <laughs> okay um, bingo that's basically diane keaton's life in this movie actually yeah. okay we're gonna do bingo number one free space for a kiss i actually don't think so do they kiss he she tries to and he kind of like at one point i remember him tr- her trying to and then he like kind of was like Meow. yeah he's not interested in in anything <sighs> but they tender. might have it i don't seems like a kiss would have snuck in there yeah somewhere. <laughs> i mean he kisses he kisses her body that's true. He kisses. Yeah. He kissed her butt, didn't he? Yeah. She kissed his. Um, steal someone's girl. I mean, kind uh, of. Yeah. She's not really anyone's girl. That's yeah. for sure. And she, I think she even yells that yeah. at somebody at some point. Probably James. Probably James. Um, shirt off. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> um, physical fight. Actually, did he? He had a shirt on pantsless. <laughs> like we saw a lot of his chest. I'm gonna say shirt it off. It yeah. counts. Um, physical fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah character is kind of a yes <laughs> sex scene yes hector elizondo no lives in an unrealistically nice we place. have no idea where he lives he's a manic- we have no idea what he does for work he he's a manic pixie nightmare guy yeah m n p g m p m p n yeah yes um he lives in an oh he wears his old guy glasses no he wears sunglasses at one point he does wear sunglasses um i've at least has already seen it no No. sarah no a nice scene with kids no no he just scares the children at a playground (laughs) 
relates to John Travolta. No. Only in that it was compared to Saturday Night Fever. That's true. Okay, we can count it. Temper tantrum. Oh my Uh, gosh. Nonstop. Nothing but. Plays an instrument. (laughs) I think it should count because he drums on surfaces. He was pretending to play the piano at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Gosh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, pretty good bingo there. Pretty good. Um. Yeah. That's that's looking for Mr. Goodbar. I, I reckon I it was you know, I don't know if I recommend it. It was good, but it was it was good. Heavy. It was interesting. It is not entirely pleasant to watch and it's too long. Like they definitely should have cut yeah. it down, I think. Yeah. Um, and more Lavar Burton. And more Lavar and the only less, good man in this. <laughs> less James. I didn't like that guy. Less no. of the horrible professor. <laughs> yeah. Less dad. Less less all men. More sister. Yeah, more sister they were time. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> the cockroaches. Fewer um, cockroaches, please. What's something you're gonna take away and do this week from this movie? You're gonna buy that brown dress. I feel I'm like I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna start dressing you, exactly. I feel like, like you have. You already do. You. I feel like you have a brown dress very similar like that. I probably do. For a while, all I bought was like '70s vintage, and it's up in a, it's in a suitcase in my closet. Open it up, baby. Um, Next week, we will be watching and talking about Red Corner, which is from 1997. So a little bit more time traveling. A big jump. Hopping around 20 years later. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that's that. So check out the Instagram. Check out the Instagram at GearheadsPod. We update that more than we do. She's very loyal. We love her. Love you, Rachel. Um, we, we update that one more than we do the Twitter. So yeah. check out the Instagram and don't tell any of our friends and family that it's us. Yeah. And have a great <laughs> week. Happy gear. Bye.